This is Stop Shooting Yourself, a podcast all about life's sneaky expectations and how they can hijack our happiness and how we show up in the world for ourselves and for those we love. I'm your host, Jill Anderson, a shooting survivor, expectations exterminator, speaker, and coach. Now it's time to get down to the nitty gritty of ditching the shoulds, living life on purpose, and why it's so worth it. This, my friends, is Stop Shooting Yourself. I am your host, Jill Anderson. For you first-timers, I am off the charts thrilled that you have found the show and can't wait to hear what you think of it. For my repeat offenders, I couldn't love y'all more. Thanks for coming back. I've had so much fun creating the show, especially interviewing guests. That has been my absolute favorite part. And now that I'm a few episodes in... I just have to share some of what is coming up for me personally. Doing this podcast has given me so much energy as I've explored how this topic shows up in people's lives. It's given me hope for what this podcast can do to make your life better. And it has brought support as all of us challenge ourselves to should less and own our choices more. My hope when I started this show is that it would, of course, inspire people. But what I'm struggling to find words for, yeah, I know, struggling, right, is the experience that I'm having of just feeling my heart explode with gratitude. Thank you to all of you who welcome me on your road trips, your commutes, your walks with the dog, your cooking marathons, (laughs) Thank you to all of the gracious guests who have given the gifts of their time and their stories. Thank you to all of you for the gifts of your time and attention. I cannot explain and express to you how humbled I am. The other goal of this show is to build a community. The reason I want to do that is that it helps the Stop Shooting Yourself movement, if you will, gain momentum. I want everybody from Paula at the Petromart to Peter at Principal to have heard about this podcast. We can do this, and here are three ways how. Number one, share the show with everyone you know. Subscribe, rate, review. You can text it to people you know, repost it on your social, get the word out. Number two, go to heyjill.com if you haven't already, And sign up for my witty, no BS newsletter that I promise is full of stuff that you can and will want to start doing now to stop shooting yourself. Number three, let's get social people. You can see me in real time doing real Jill things like aunting, wifing, cooking, dog momming, podcasting, speaking. You get the idea. Instagram, you can find me at Stop Shooting Podcast or at Jill Hey Jill, and on Facebook as well. You can find me at Jill Anderson, last name with an S-E-N. I just love each and every one of you. Now we get to get into this Amaze Balls episode with Travis Barton. He is an amazing coach that I have had the privilege of working with, and it is his purpose to coach to challenge and to support people as they create lives they do not need a vacation from. Holy cow, you guys. 
That is exactly what I was feeling when I left my corporate gig in the hopes of freelancing and building this entrepreneurial life. I wanted my Tuesdays to be as exciting as my Saturdays, and this is Travis's wheelhouse 100%. He is an expert at taking people who want to be extraordinary, which, by the way, is every one of you. He wants to take extraordinary people to epic new heights. He does that by what he calls adventurous coaching for extraordinary people. He has personally worked with a variety of folks, myself included. Um, He works one-on-one with executives and CEOs, from athletes to actors to other coaches and entrepreneurs, all along the way supporting them and challenging them by holding powerful space as they move passionately towards their dreams and goals. He holds us to our higher self, and he creates space for this magic to happen. It is his gift. He is also author of the book, The Adventure of Purpose. He is the creator of the Barefoot Business Program and overall is just a kind and compassionate human. If you check the show notes, I will give you links to his website, his social, as well as where to buy his book. Um, But for the next few minutes, just enjoy my conversation with the amazing Travis Barton. Here we go. Okay, you guys. I'm pumped. I've got Travis Barton with me today, and I'm in my adult pillow fort in Iowa in my basement, and you are where, kind sir? Uh, I am in uh, my, my uh, you know, my workspace here, Huntington Beach, beautiful, sunny Southern California, in the middle yeah, of that's, October. That's the part I was waiting for, California. <laughs> I think you made some better life choices than I. You know what? I got lucky. I got I got the the geographical uh, luck lottery by being born in Southern California, and I and I have traveled around to many beautiful places, and uh, I just I think this is my favorite, so I really? I stayed here. Yeah. But yeah, you've been around. Lucky. You've seen some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen some beautiful places in the world. But uh, if you weren't living there, where would you be? Oh, well, I surf, and that's just part of my DNA, so I'd have yeah, to be so somewhere I. close to... It's really to tough to I, surf in Iowa. I, let me yeah, I, I'd imagine. Um, but <laughs> I think, just to keep it interesting, I'd probably say, well, my girlfriend has family in Australia, so I, I'm going to say Australia. Yeah, there's good surfing oh, yeah. there, too, from what I've heard. Amazing, yes. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> We're going to get you out on the board. What's that? So we got to get you out on the board. Oh, hell no. No, my <laughs> husband had a hard enough time getting me in a kayak with a life jacket. He's asked no. me about surfing before. I'm like, mm, nope. No. Baby stepsister. Mm, baby pool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm all about the baby pool. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm going to tell you folks that I have worked with Travis as my coach. He's brilliant. But it's so fun, you guys, because there's a lot of stuff about him that I don't know. So I'm going to be learning right along with you. He is a very insightful, just incredible dude. So we're just going to get after it, Mr. Travis. So give us a little background on your story. And of course, leave some, like, were you a shooting default? Did that, is that something that just never, because you're an adventurer, you seem by nature. Am I, is that an okay That's- assessment? That's pretty, pretty, if you, I don't know, you're probably listening on audio, but behind me, you see, I have a sign, Adventure Awaits. That's kind of my number one core value. 
And it's always something that's been so deeply ingrained in just my being since I was a, a little kid. I lusted after, um, and, you know, exotic places. And I had so, such deep wanderlust in me, even at, before I even had a passport. And um, being outdoors was always my, um, you know, therapy and, and uh, my sacred space growing up. And it's just, so it's naturally informed my life today and it's naturally informed uh, how I show up in the world and in my own coaching business as well. So it's just, it's, and, you know, purpose is hidden in those things. I think that, that you've always had in your heart from a young age and it's about really tapping into that youthful spirit to really find yourself today. And so that's what, you know, that was uh, definitely something that I've always had in me. And I'm just very fortunate to have been able to, still hold on to that value and still express that value in my life today. Do you have kind of a first recollection now that you look back on your life? Like when, when has shooting either come up for you or was it something that you just deflected or could just talk yeah. a little bit about shooting generally? All, for you? all, all the time. Like, I, like, I, I remember and let's be honest, I still do it today to an extent. Everybody, I mean, yeah. you know, every we, we still, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, absolutely not. I don't do it anymore. You know, <laughs> I got all sorts of ideas. Um, but at, at, at a, you know, in my teenage years, I, I go through life and I, you know, I should do this, you know, or this, oh, I would love to do this. And I, I wanted to be all sorts of things. I wanted to uh, be a, a, a surf photographer. I wanted to be a, uh, work in the wilderness, uh, medicine, and, and all sorts of uh, amazing things. And I, um, I, sh I, I, I should do this. Oh, but I don't know. Like, that's kind of hard or that's kind mm -hmm. of, uh, I don't know if that's for me. And, you know, I kind of got into my head a little too much about taking action, any, any sort of, of action. And uh, it, it ultimately led to a, a really dark place in my life, a very stagnant emotionally and spiritually and uh, very, bored with life which now i think is still completely silly to be bored with this life right. that we have there's so much to do and be and and so many things to pursue and and um so that's what shooting in my life i, I did it all the time all the yeah. time I, I took i took the easy path and what was readily available to me so long that it just led to this um what a state of kind of, I guess, emotional constipation, I guess we yeah. call it. Stop shooting yourself. I'll say, yeah, it leads to emotional constipation. That's so, brilliant. I yeah. hadn't Did thought it, of that. Was I the first to say that? You need to write that down. That's I that, am totally yeah. writing that down. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> Good people. Did you feel like the, the authority figures in your life, like mm. your parents, your yeah. teachers, did you get shit on by those folks? Cause I think I, that's a I, natural I, one for a lot of us. That totally happens yeah. very, so very quietly and sneakily. I'm so deeply passionate about the subject that I spent the first chapter in my book is I think probably the longest chapter. And it's about this. It's about and your, your book is, which uh, yeah, it's the, it's, it's, it's the adventure of purpose. Um, and, um, and uh, it's, um, it, I, I hope it is juicy. There's some things in that that were very difficult for me to bring out to the world, but I'm glad I did. Um, but the first chapter is all about this. And it's the longest chapter of the book because I clearly had maybe had a chip on my shoulder or I had something to say about it because it's very much my upbringing 
and I'm not blaming anybody because you have to take responsibility. I do take full responsibility for where I ended up, you know, in right. those late teenage years and early twenties. But it was, oh, what do you want to do? What's your dream? And I'd express that and I'd hear from people around me, oh no, you, you can't, that's hard. Or you can't do that. Or you can't make money doing that. Or, right. well, you have to do this to do that. You should do this. Like as if they know who I was on the inside right. more than You're I You're not smart I enough. You're not yeah. enough. You're not or... this. You don't have this. And it's, it's, it's so silly. Like I, I remember archaeology, I was fascinated by it. And I was like, I want to pursue that. And I heard, oh, they don't make a lot of money. Same. Boom. So that was the one, that was all I needed to hear from somebody. One person tells me that. First of all, I come to find out that's not even that true. Second of all, if you're, you know, if you're writing books about it, there's, there's, it can lead to so many different things, right? You can make tons yes. of money doing it and you could be passionate and, 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 and love what you're doing, by the way. That's, that's great in and of itself. And so all throughout my upbringing, it was counselors and, and people around me and, and the, 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 you know, all, all these, you know, people were um, kind of giving me a, a, what they would call a course correct. Oh, Travis, he's a big yeah. dreamer. He's a big dreamer. I still am. Uh, yeah. you know, shouldn't do that. Do be more realistic. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely had that um, growing up to, yeah. to, to an incredible, incredible extent. I think a third point to that too is I got a lot of the similar steering of you don't want to be a teacher. They don't make any money. You want to mm -hmm. have the Monday through Friday nine to five gig. Like that's you know that's ideal, right? And obviously, duh, money equals success. Well, yeah, right. Happiness. I mean, just just go ask these billionaires who, who are miserable and depressed, right? Of right. course, money equals happiness. Right. right? But that's a big right. steering point. I know. And it, and it comes from a place of love. I know definitely with my parents. And mm. in their minds, it was a place of security. And it was, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's what they want for you. But it's yes, coming, sir. you know, and they have the, they subconsciously know that that's what that means to them. But when, when you're younger, it, you know, that's how I started making choices about what I was going to do with my life, which is really, really fascinating that, that that's just a big driver. But, but when you dial it back and you dig down and you try to come at it from their standpoint, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to dissect that and understand exactly where. Of course. Going. And it's, it's, what is your job as a parent? It's right. Your kid, it's to keep your kids safe. Right. You know, and, and secure. And, to, and, and you so want more for them than what you had a lot of the time. Anyway. Sure. Very nice. Yeah. But, but you, you see the little birdie wanting to go fly far away and, and, and do these kind of, you know, risky. The, there's maybe a bit of risk involved. Your instinct is to kind of your instinct, instinct, like your evolutionary instinct is to protect usually. Right. right? And, um, but what that does that, that, that protection that we think is protection it ultimately leads to, uh, you know, never really being able to fly and that that's right. you know, that's the ultimate sadness so protection you know. turns to prevention in a way ah yeah that's that's good yeah and, yeah. and i and i think i think security is not diametrically opposed to freedom and so that's that's important to recognize I right think. so so good <laughs> it sounds like you really kind of got your awareness around shooting very early so that you were able to kind of create this life for yourself no it wasn't until i was like in my late twenties where I really dialed in what I wanted to do. And you know, when you're That's in your twenties, you think, yeah, I know. But at the, when you're in your twenties, it doesn't, you're like, I gotta figure my shit out because I'm yeah. like, you know, time's running out. And, and it wasn't, uh, and it was a long journey of 
I subscribed to these old paradigms and limiting beliefs for a long time. It took a long time for me to break those and to, to, to see new ways of, of being in the world. I had to read a ton. Um, I, I, you know, found mentors and all, all things like that to, to really kind of understand that I can see the world differently or the world operated or could operate on a different wavelength than how I was uh, taught my whole yeah. life. So it took a long, it took, you know, it, it, when I was going through it, it felt like a long time. Now I look back right. at it feels like you know right. no time at all but what do you feel yeah. was one of your most significant resources in that time Tra- world travel yeah, yeah. Wor- world travel um with but it, it was with the intention of not just discovery of the world but discovery of myself mm-hmm. so traveling with intent was i think a major turning point for me it wasn't did you leave without a full plan in mind yes that was super important for me so i would go to places like iceland and i said i want to see the northern lights i'm gonna do everything i can to see it and that would be it and everything else had kind of let kind of organically happen i'd go to costa rica and i'd say i'm gonna go surf whatever else happens happens and it was through those things that weren't on the the itinerary that i was i found discovery Mm -hmm. so i think that it's uh kind of an art of aimless wondering, which is kind of show up and see what shows up for you. Right. And um, you, you'd be amazed. It, it, it allows you to really open your heart up to what's around you and to try new things. And you're in a country, especially if you're by yourself, you're in a country, nobody knows who you are. You can be anybody you want. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you start to realize maybe the character you've been playing back home. And in that kind of also saying, oh, well, I can be anybody I want. Or, it's just beautiful. It opens up so many doors. And yeah. um, uh, so world travel, and I'd say with the intent of just being, but also aimless wondering, just yeah. see what shows up and just follow things, follow things where they lead you. And you're going to, it's not just about having fun and having a good travel story. You're going to discover a lot about yourself as well. Absolutely. Some of my best lessons have come from travel and, yeah. and just observing other cultures and yeah. full immersion. So how do you translate that experience or help get your clients to have a similar experience when they're still in their world, in their spaces without that freedom of travel? What a great question. What a great question. Um, I guess, I guess I get kind of subtly informed by coaching. I was just yeah. going to say, because that's your platform, right? Like you yeah. coach people on how to create a life they don't need a vacation from. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I mean, really amazing. Everybody wants that. So if yeah. I'm stuck and I'm landlocked, how do you get me to do that? Yeah. Uh, well, you don't need a, firstly, you don't need a passport to have a great adventure. So uh, we can, that's an old story that a lot of people, oh, I want to travel and I want to, oh, I want to see Italy and oh, I, then I'll I'm not going to do myself. that till I then retire. Or I'm not going to do it till I retire or I don't have a passport, so I can't do that or I don't have the money to do it. Okay, well, great. Discovery can be just around the corner. Sometimes discovery is just about looking at your own talent through a new lens. Um, people say California, there's no much, there's no um, Southern California. People say there's no, oh, there's, everything's been built on. Oh, crap, all you gotta do is just drive 10 minutes and you're gonna, you're gonna find all these amazing places. I'm discovering places, things about my city that I've never known before. Right. Um, to answer your question, it's about, I guess travel allows you to see the world through a new lens, <clears throat> to see how people operate differently, to see that 
maybe the world isn't as black and white as you thought, that there's many colors on the spectrum and there's many ways to be other than what you've uh, been told or been taught throughout your life. So as a coach, what I do is I challenge those preconceived paradigms um, often by just asking, challenging certain, certain ways of being, oh, I should do this. Okay, why? Who told you that? If I can't do that, oh, who told you that? Like, why is that true? Why is that not true? So just, ch- and it's really fun for me too, because I get to get really, uh, you know, pointed and, and, uh, and, and I see people just, their whole world just kind of, or their illusion of reality can shatter and go, oh my God, I've lived my life subscribing to this limiting belief my whole life because I've, I've just thought it was objectively true right. when it was only subjectively true in my, in my internal reality. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's what traveling can offer. And that's informed my coaching to, to do that as well, um, right. to, to coach in that way as well, to, to kind of make you rethink the way you see your world. If traveling can do that, then the great coaching can as well. Absolutely. It's all about perspective. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Because, because ch- ch- when you... Ch- yeah, ch- change, change the way you see your world. If right. you're having a problem in your life right now, uh, a challenge, ask yourself, you know, what we do naturally is we focus on the, the crap part of it and the bad and why this sucks. As a coach, what can we do? We shift the perspective. The same problem, the same external stimulus is happening. It's still a challenge, it's still, but the way our internal response to it shifts, that holds all of our power. So instead of focusing on the why it's such a terrible situation, we can say, and I know it's hard, but we can say, why is this a good thing? How can I grow from this? Um, right. You know, uh, how am I going to be happy this ever happened? And that that can give you a lot of a lot of power and a lot, maybe even a lot of levity to the situation. I think. Yeah, because when you travel, you still come back. Like you can leave. You can leave. You can immerse yourself. I mean, we're not all going to be doing under the Tuscan sun and buying a villa in the middle of Italy and just saying, screw it, you know, and not coming home. Like that doesn't, they don't talk about immigration law in that movie either. So let's. That's right. That's right. So it's not that easy to just dump dump where you live and go move to another country. So, so Mm. it's all going to be here when you get back. So, so the awakening that you get a lot of times when you travel or, or you're able to give yourself that immersive experience, you still have to be able to come home. It's Mm -hmm. like the biggest loser. Everybody does great on the ranch when everything is like restricted in your bubble. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you get out of that, you still have to wade through the crap and and the, that's where your perspective and your desire come into play because you have yeah. to start creating awareness in your life and you really have to have the perspective and the desire to do it because it's not something yeah. that you're just going to pick off the shelf at target and be like hey i got this and that's now right. I'm, now i i bought my purpose i got it that's right now yeah. We're yeah you know motivation has a half-life it, it's 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 we we're motivated we're fired up and we get the ideas and someone do it we come yeah. back home and we have all these insights from travel, whether we think we do or not, we got to, you know, look into that. And we don't actually apply those insights or act on those insights. And so the motivation to make the change diminishes exponentially. Absolutely. And so it's, it's important to turn those insights into action. And it's through that action that we become more motivated. And the action, the action is what cultivates actually being in the world differently. And the being in the world differently over time becomes easier and easier and easier because it just starts to become a natural part of who we are. So it's important to, it's a call from the action, call, call the action from the universe. Stop thinking about it and just do it. How many people go out and buy a book at the personal development shelf? I, listen, I'm guilty of this too. Like we, we all do this. Like we pick out a book off the shelf and we go, 
I'm going to change my life because I'm reading The Art of Happiness by Dalai Lama and I'm going to start being happier. And we read it and how many of us do this? We highlight the books. Wow, that's beautiful. Oh, that's so good. You know, and then we put it back in the bookshelf. We don't actually apply any of what he's talked about. We go drive down the freeway, somebody cuts us off and we start cursing them out. Even though we, in the book, it says we should be practicing equanimity. Practice. It's a practice. Right. Practice the, the lessons that you're learning. Right. Um, that's where the, the, the life change happens. It's through yeah. action. It's a call to action from the universe to get out of your head and to, just to live. To and do. it's daily, man. Like this is not, no. you know, it's like, I remember watching CBS Sunday morning. They did an interview with Lizzo and so many of us see her as like an overnight sensation kind of thing. And they, the interviewer asked her, so how long has it taken you to become an overnight success? <laughs> She's no. like, at least 10 years. Like no. this stuff no. does not happen overnight, but that's where, you know, the commitment to change has to remain like that has to be the constant and the actions are your, your baby steps because yeah. otherwise nothing happens. Yeah. And yeah. it's exponentially does get um, harder and harder more. Well, I think it gets, it, it's just more of a way of being after a while. I think, I think it's just more of, it informs how you show up in the world a little easier. So the next time the guy, first time the guy cuts you off in the freeway, you start screaming at him, you practice equanimity and you know, you don't scream at, you know, you say, all right, I got to stop that. And then I think the next time it gets a little, a little easier maybe. And then over time, a year, a year from now, it's, it's, incremental actions create exponential results and it's right. the it being that exponential change is just easier i yeah. think over time have you so, seen a pattern in the clients you've coached as to the biggest hurdle or the biggest few to jump in acclimating to their new attitude or their new shift mm -hmm. once once they've done enough like I, for me i noticed it was um some of the people I surround myself with, like as I was evolving and changing the people that I've known my whole life, know me as who they've always known me to be. Yeah. And so, so as you fear. go through this huge shift, it's hard to, to bring them along with you or to know how to interact with these people that yeah. you've only experienced one way. So yeah. that is an example. Have you seen certain things or is that pretty parallel with what you've That's with exactly what it was for me. That was the big threshold for me was, um, <clears throat> what are the people going to think of me that know me in my life? And I had, you know, I have clients go, oh, I got, how am I going to start sharing this stuff on Facebook? I got my family and friends are on Facebook. And I go, how many, you know, they go, oh, 50. I go, well, this, you're shutting out all the hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of people that are going to love you for your message. That was exactly my, my struggle. You know, my friends at the time, I don't have those friends anymore because they, God forbid, I, I became happier and, uh, healthier and more successful and they didn't lie down and all they just didn't like that version i guess and it's okay you know you, you find your real friends and um it's, it's part of the journey um so that that was my big uh, threshold uh for so many of my clients what i really love to do is help them dream bigger than they've ever dreamed before in their life and in doing that what's natural is you're going to have a certain level of like fear you know, you get excited, but then there's fear and it's, it's, it, and then I think a lot of people, you have this big dream and, and you tend to sit in the state of perpetual preparation and you're kind of, so you're able to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and say, and say, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm working towards my dream. But in reality, you're not actually doing anything extraordinary. You're just kind of 
sitting behind the computer and quote unquote, getting ready before you know it, three years down the road, you're going, I've been getting ready for three years, mm -hmm. right? Cause it's, it's scary like to take action, but that's where you get the results. That's, that's where you find the fulfillment is, is through putting yourself out there. Right. Like you're doing with your podcast. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the kicker though, right? Is I love being a student. I'm an excellent student. So good at it. And that in and of itself is a limiting belief of like, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. Who am I to talk about this? Who am I to be an expert on X, Y, or Z? Like subconsciously, those are the speed bumps that my mind is throwing in front of me as I think I need to take another class and do another thing and need another certification or any, and I can't do that until I get my master's or, uh, uh, you know, these are just things that we tell ourselves when, yeah it's just a constant diversion to keep us from doing what we're meant to do. Totally. It's a, it's a, the, I think therefore I lie. It's a practice and, and you have these limiting beliefs and just ask yourself like, why is this not true? And list all the reasons why it's not true. And then you start to, you start to laugh. Like you have this almost awakening and you go, holy shit. Like I'm just bullshitting myself through this, you know, and I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is why it's so good to have a coach or, or you know, somebody to hold you or maybe even just a, a friend to kind of hold you at a higher level and say, take action. Right. Put yourself out there. And what you find is it wasn't so scary. Yeah. You go, what the hell is the big deal? What did I make a, such a big deal about it for? I'm going to call this a Travisism, And you're probably going to say you, you heard it from another brilliant person, but it, it came to me from you. What is on my sticky note? Uh -huh, yeah. That, that, I think I did say that originally. So you, you can't, you okay, can't, you can't okay, attribute that to me. The antidote <laughs> to fear is? Is, is, is action. Yeah, the I did say that. The antidote to, so to can, fear is action. Put yeah, it on a sticky note. And then you had another one a couple weeks ago. If you can hold it in your heart, you can hold it in your hands. That is from Bob Proctor. Okay, Bob. But the first one is me. Yeah, I'm renaming it a Travisism. Yeah. But okay. If you please, can hold it in your heart, you can hold it in your hand. Right. There's a reason why you have the desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you you wouldn't have it if it wasn't something yeah. that could become true or that you weren't capable of bringing right. to life. That's right. And, and 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 that that you know I I call it like a call to adventure. It's in your heart and it's beating. And for some people, it's a it's very subtle. So you got to spend a lot of quiet contemplation and. And for some people, it's, it's, it's very loud and that never goes away. Mm -hmm. it, it will never go away ever, 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 ever. And once you take action, it's, it's the most blissful thing. And you start living in alignment with that. It's, it's, it's bliss. And there should naturally be a level of fear associated with that call to adventure. It's, it's, it's just an inevitable part of the hero's journey. The call to adventure, there's the prerequisite that there should be fear involved because fear implies that it's bigger than how you're showing up now. It takes change. So what if we looked at that fear differently? Let's talk about changing perspective. What if we said, you know, fear is not something to run away from. It's my direction. So fear is my direction. It's not my departure because fear is a, is a mask for our desire. Right? So, so challenge it, challenge it and see what happens and you're going to ultimately find more often than not your fear was ultimately usually nothing more than an unfounded concept of your brain that just prevented you from living fully aka step into should oh, aka should. should i should stay safe i should do this i shouldn't pursue that absolutely i come up with all these bullshit reasons why you should yeah. and they're all they're all bullshit, bullshit.
Bullshits. <laughs> Bullshits. And then and then you get and then you get your emotional constipation as a result, right? Yeah. And I think part of it too is people don't know just how amazingly happy and like what bliss really feels like. Mm. I think we think we know. Yeah. But we don't. And once you know, you can't unknow it. Yeah, it's like yeah, definitely shattering the illusion. You've seen behind the veil. Right. Yeah. Right. So just just, just test it and take to, you know try taking those actions and and. Little by little, I'm not asking you to go jump into the river of life fully naked and dance, you know. Just put your feet in a little bit and see what it yeah. feels like, right? Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, right? because it's, it's not, I think something important to convey too is like, you know, we're talking big adventures and big this and big that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're not telling you to, you know, divorce your spouse and run out on your kids and right. move to Finland <laughs> and like, you know, whatever it is like that. If that is ultimately your heart's mm-hmm. desire, I don't want to judge you for that. But we're not telling you to run away from every responsibility that you've created mm-hmm. in your life, right? Totally. But there are ways to navigate that yeah. with calculated risk and right. just desire for living fully. Right. You know, a, yeah, a lot absolutely. of what that comes up for me too with a lot of folks I know is, oh, I can't stop working for corporate. What am I going to get into 401k? And it's like, people... It might be a little difficult, but there are ways to figure that out. Like we, you so, know, you don't have yeah. to be handcuffed to that forever. Yeah. That word, I can't. It's like, so as a coach, you know, what do we do? Or as a speaker yourself or, you know, somebody that's who's a little more um, willing to see different perspectives. I can't. It's like, well, as a coach, I might say, okay, well, hypothetically, if you could, how would you do it? And then you start to think that way and all the, the floodgates open. And you go, holy shit, I, 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 I can like. Right. And this yeah. is how I could. All you got to do is just open the floodgate. Yeah, it's totally a choice. Right. Yeah. So challenge your preconceived way of being or showing up in the world. Challenge your preconceived way of thinking. And you're going to find that, yeah, the world isn't black and white. Mm-hmm. Your life isn't, doesn't have to be black and white. There's, there's no. so many opportunities yeah. where we build too many walls, I think, right away. Oh, yeah. We build walls. It's like being an ar- archaeologist. I, you know, I want to be an archaeologist. And I go, oh, you don't make money doing that. So I go, well, there goes that. I didn't even think about going, well, maybe this person's full of it. Maybe I can go to the library and read some books right. about how to do this. Maybe I can go join a club. Didn't even cross my mind. So I was told, no, bam, yeah. bam, thank you, ma'am, done. That's yeah. how we tend to operate, right? Yeah. Well, my husband still gets on me about this all the time. He's like, your first response is always no. Just Take a breath first and think yeah. for just a second before you say no. And okay. I, your your first response is not no. Your first reaction is no. Right. Uh, right. So your right. response lie your response lies in the space between stimulus and and or your powerful response and, and that that your your action. Right. And uh, it's important, you know, you take take a breath and because the no is probably subscribed from old. You know, or like we think of a hardship, like the first thing we think of is the hardship instead of the return. And a lot of it is for him, like, let's go do this. I'm like, well, I don't really. And, and instead of thinking about how comfortable I am at this moment, think about what it is that I get to see if we go and do the thing you suggest we do. Right. And I think that's the hardest part, too, is you have to have a, a sense of awareness about yourself. Yeah. Awareness is key. And that's a difficult thing to. Yeah. To train yourself to do the deprogramming of any of this is way more difficult than the actual reprogramming. Sure, I agree with that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes a lot more work because it's just indoctrinated in you. 
it's totally. the, it's what you were wired with and you don't even know where your wires are so it takes a while to to map that out and to yeah unplug things and then figure out where they really belong definitely yeah that's crazy it, it it's hard it's hard work but it's totally worth it well yeah it's like um I call them fast food decisions. Uh, it's easy. <laughs> if, if I'm if I'm hungry, I'm, it's easy for me to drive through McDonald's and get a Big Mac, right? Yeah. But am, am I am I like fulfilled? Am I safe? Am I like really like feeling good about myself afterwards? No. It would have been much more difficult to go home and cook a good meal, uh, but afterwards I feel better, right? Right. So it's 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 yeah, it's about kind of maybe uh, seeing the reward after. I do it too, you know, my girlfriend. Oh, let's do this. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Just say, you know, watch a movie, but I'm never not happy that I didn't go out yeah. and do whatever, you know, she, yeah. So I think the same is with life. Yeah. You, you, we focus too much on the treacherous journey ahead and not enough uh, on the, what the mount, top of the mountain peak is going to look like. Right. And then in that yeah. same, in that same breath though, realizing that the journey is the best part, like the payoff, the reward yeah. is the view at the top of the mountain, but there's so That's much right. to be gained in the process mm-hmm. and you don't get stories. You don't get growth you don't get anything if you just if you don't ever do it that's right comfort is i think sometimes our biggest achilles with any of that is like we just like to be comfortable as humans that's what we're wired to Mm -hmm. to be as comfortable and safe and secure and you know you don't you don't grow if you don't but that's stagnation total stagnation it totally is sit in that yeah that's okay it's okay to be happy you know i'm comfortable and that's that's great but if you sit in that it, it just it what permeates in that is, is just this stagnation and just this kind of spiritual demise. And it's, right. and it's, it's terrible. Cause it's a decline really. Like you're not, if you're not growing, there's really decline. Yeah. Like just sitting, staying put isn't, Yeah. there's yeah. not a lot happening. And, and then the decline just quietly starts to happen too without you. That's, realizing. that's right. And then you wake up in a cold sweat at whatever age and you go, where the hell did my life go? You yeah. Know? I mean, dude, I just turned 40 this year and I'm like, what? How yeah. did that happen? Yeah. How did it's, that happen? Uh, you know, I think it's not that life is too short. I think it's that we tend to wait too long to start living. Oh, and, uh, say that one again. It's not that life is too short. It's that we wait too long to start living. Yeah. Retirement is way too late. I, like, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. I, I had, um, you know, there's a a certain summer that I use as a great example for this. It devastated me. I spent all summer like inside and I was working on my business and I was just hot doing the crappy hustling grind crap that didn't leave me anywhere anyway. And um, I didn't create any, there was no memories. There's no, I didn't have fun that summer. And I think it was like September and I was walking by a Trader Joe's and outside it said, uh, summer is about creating memories and i just about cried i was like i looked at that and it just hit me and i was like this summer went by like that and it was like boom it was september and june july august and then september just went by and it was like i see the sun i was like i created no man i don't even remember what i did this summer i got nothing to show for my work right and then i bring you to this summer summer felt short that summer felt like a week had went by this summer i i you know did all these things with my family and my girlfriend and we're out doing all these things and I'm doing things in my business and I'm, and it felt like it felt this summer felt like three years. Yeah. Sincerely. Like, and it was just, so I, you know, and people say that you exponentially feel like your, your um, time's going by faster as you get older. And I've certainly seen that, I think, but not to the extent that 
you know, this summer was, I think, a perfect example that when you're out there doing and you're following your passions and your dreams and you're, you know, you're following your interests and time slows down. It does. I think as we grow older, we have more responsibilities and things and things tend to be a little more monotonous and, right. you know, and so it might feel like, what the hell did, where the hell did the last year go? It doesn't have to be that way though, I think. Yeah. How do you, what's your thought then on the perpetual message we're getting about 2020 being a dumpster fire and uh, it's been total crap and it's been 2020 sucks. I, I can't subscribe to that for many, no, many reasons. Either. It drives me nuts. I hate that. Like, it's like 2020 sucks. It's like, does that give you, because other things out there suck. Does that mean it gives you a reason to, to feel like, it's, I feel like it's an excuse for a lot of people. It is. It's like, so you just want to check out and like not live. The yeah. Rest of it's the just year? like right away. It's like, we say this every year now. It's like the cool thing to be like 2021 is going to, oh, it sucks. Like, because this thing happened that I have no control over. Bullshit. Seriously, 2020 has been one of the best years of my life, right? And, and that doesn't mean I, people are going to say, oh, he's so compassionate. For sure I am, right? Yeah. Well, for sure, absolutely. I donated for the wildfires in Australia when they first happened. And then, you know, I, I have a deep compassion for, for what's happening. Well, you're in California, for crying out loud. like. Yeah, and there's more fires happening now, right? So don't get on me about, you know, you know, uh, all this. Uh, I think it's just, I think it could be too often an excuse. It is. And it's perspective um, again, right? Like I'm, I'm not saying, listen, I go, I work online and, you know, I'm not saying that things can't suck for you, but I'm seeing too many people that nothing's changed much. And they're like, oh, 2020 sucks. It's the worst ever. And I was like, I'm going, why? It doesn't, this is, you're just, you're just reiterating what you're seeing online, I think. And other people are saying, and what that doing is, is it's forming your actions to be, your actions now in life are a little more maybe impotent. Like you're not, you're not, showing up powerfully because you don't feel like, ah, eh, what's the point? It's, yeah. it's just silly. Just analyze that for a minute and just, it's, it's silly. It's an excuse and it's something to attach yourself to. Yeah. To then show like, oh, I didn't, cause tw- I mean, 2020 just sucked. I mean, nobody got anything accomplished. Nobody did, you know, it's just so, something to hide behind. Yeah. So I, I, I don't buy that. I, I, I don't buy that. And then listen, we're going to hear it again next year. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Can it be 2022 already? And I'm going to go, no, no. Like, stop living your life wishing it was something other than it is what it is. Right. Do your best what you got. It's, it's, it's not your external stimulus that defines your reality. It's your internal response to that stimulus. 100%. Okay. Take that to the bank, go cash that in and check it out when you need it. All right. I'm telling you. Okay, so so for these folks who are like 2020 is a dumpster fire and yeah. the, the inner growth needs to begin, where do you yeah. suggest they start? Okay, it's a dumpster fire. A fire can either burn food or it can cook it. So just look at it a little differently. It's, right. it's, it's you know, so there you go. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that one up to the audience here. Um, and I say this with the utmost love. I don't, you know, the utmost love. It's, it's easy. It's normal to feel this way. Everybody else feels this way. It's a dumpster fire. It's crap. <laughs> You know, it's natural. I'm just all I'm saying, and I'm having a bit of fun. I'm taking some jabs. Just think about it a little differently. And um, you know, dumpster right. fire. Okay, maybe maybe there's some proverbial way you can warm your hands on that dumpster fire. I don't know. Yeah. Or tr- turn it into a campfire with your buddies. I don't know. Yeah. What's been your biggest um, takeaway or your biggest benefit or the thing you've learned from lockdown? How important contemplative stillness is. Um, yeah, you don't constantly need external stimulus to, to validate you or to 
to enjoy yourself. I think just, I, and I've, I've been like this for a few years through my meditation practice, but I think it's been so great, like just sitting on my balcony and just in the morning, like just being and just not having any distractions. And that's been really great. I think, um, I mean, we, I, and I think we, we have enough in the world that's amazing, like so amazing. And I think we don't pay enough attention to that because we were getting distracted by these phones. Or oh, if you can't right. see me, I'm holding my phone up, the phone. Right. And we get distracted and we miss so much of the beauty that I think we take for granted around the world a little too much. Yeah. And so I definitely, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think there's an interesting opportunity to when, when this crap pops up, there's something that I've learned instead of complaining about it is to ask the question, what am I supposed to learn? What am I meant to learn? Yeah. Is here to teach me? Yeah. What can I get from this? Because I understand my privilege of having a, a home and a wonderful family and support system and all of that. But seriously, being busy is not an honor badge in my book. The busy oh, yeah. honor badge doesn't is not a, a, a badge of honor in my in my book, I feel like the universe knew we needed to shut down and slow down and yeah, really take a breath and reevaluate. It's like it's cyclical, you know. And I agree. Right. I, I, hope we, I hope we do learn something from this. And um, uh, you know, I, I think that's right. I think we go going, 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 going to it. It's beautiful. It's been beautiful. Like, and I'm looking at the positiveness. How many people have you seen? through the lockdown, now they have time to like explore interests and things. And like, yeah. I've seen people like learning languages and, and uh, I got into like birding over the lockdown. And I'm like, this is one of my new favorite hobbies. And like, all these people are getting into like playing music for the first time and oh, I'm gonna learn guitar. And, oh my God, what a beautiful world we have now that people are exploring their interests and people are being more interested and interesting. And, and, and it's just, I think it's, and that's your life. I don't know. I think if you take away the, you know, there's certainly the negative aspect of it, but it's yin yang. It's, it's the Taoist kind of philosophy that there has, there has been good. And, and I hope, and I hope I'm phrasing this the right way. Um, there has been good. And, and I think we got to nurture what was good about this moving forward. And there was a lot. And I think it's important to look back on this. And, and if we keep saying it's been a dumpster fire, this is shit. COVID sucked. It's like, we're not, we're doing it a service to what 2020 could be, which is, I hope, um, a, a powerful catalyst for something more. We've seen the changes in the environment, by the way, which has have been awesome, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm, and people that, with the, the productivity that we've seen for people working from home, it's been great. Um, well, and just rest. I think that's and, been and rest and, and rest of, super important. So yeah. I I hope we nurture that. And it's like it's the it, it, it could potentially be reading the book and we go, this is great, and then we put it back in the bookshelf and let it click like this and we forget it. And I hope that right. doesn't happen. Right. And I'm hoping we can metabolize what I've certainly seen as something that needed to happen. I think if, you know, just as far as as far as like the 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 stillness and the exploring yeah. passions and things yeah i mean think happen. of another time or another way that it could happen where it this freaking leveled the playing field around the world the world kind of stopped it kind of yeah. stopped like people who are perpetual travelers for business got stuck at home my husband was one of them i have a sister who's another one and it's like amazing when you ceos everybody oh. is zooming from their from their homes with their kids running around and it, you know, it kind of, it does, it levels the playing field. So I think there's just yeah. some, there's some respite in there. And I think the things that, 
the shoulds that drove us for a very long time with, I should be on my email. As soon as I wake up, I should right. check my email on my phone. I should these silent expectations that had just been yeah. building, building and building and building these, you know, technologies yeah. perpetuated it and the expectations of, of our bosses and our companies and a lot of the society that we've created for ourselves kind of went away for a minute. Yeah. And it's like and this, it, this collective funny? breather. That yeah. we isn't that stop. funny though? The paradigm was, no, no, no. You got to come to work Monday through Friday. Like you got to be in the office. Productivity is going to be know, in the seat. So we just, without question, we kind of go, okay, I guess that's true. But then right. what we, we were forced to show up differently, forced to, and what do we find? The opposite was true. Productivity and, and all these things are going through. And we can, not only can we adapt, we can thrive through it. Mm -hmm. Right? So just, yeah. this is just a beautiful lesson here to, to yeah. think differently. And then like, we think that there's no possible way it can work that way. And we were forced to show up that way. And guess what we made, not only made it work, it, it got, I think, better productivity, well-being, all these things, the environment, just like, bless yeah. you, we're driving to work. The environment's thriving right now. It's just, it's just, it's been, it's been great. It's been eye-opening. And I think too, you know, for those of us, I am a huge product of my environment. I love being around people. I get energy from others. And so it makes you even have that moment of, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed in being in community with people that there is, there are other ways to accomplish the same goal, but it does make you stop and realize, oh, maybe I'm not going to be such a, a negative Nancy when, you know, sometimes those challenging gatherings come around or if there's a, oh, I don't want to go, or I don't want to go to work, or maybe there are some things there to appreciate that we didn't do. Right. Totally. So, totally. So to wrap up, what do you want people listening to know or to, you know, what is some nugget of wisdom you'd like to leave them with? I think in the theme of today's conversation, um, challenge, challenge your preconceived ideas and beliefs. Really uh, do it in a fun, maybe lighthearted way and say, how could this not be true? How could I do this? How could I be an archeologist, even though this counselor says, no, you can't. Uh, whatever that looks like, challenge that. H have the courage to see your world through a different perspective. And if you're so hard, hard ingrained in certain beliefs, might be especially difficult, like especially in the uh, what's happening in the country. We're so polarized and different. Mm -hmm. Just challenge you. See what the other side thinks and see if you can empathize with that and just right. see, start to see where they're coming from. And you're going to start to see that your thoughts are just these kind of things and maybe you've, you've probably adopted them. They might not even, they probably aren't even your own. Yeah. So see your world differently. And uh, I challenge you also to step into your life, not just think. Just get out of the per perpetual preparation and take one powerful step after you listen to this podcast take one powerful step in that direction what does that look like take the step and if you're afraid before you take the step tell us what your step is yeah. drop me a dm write it in the comments i'd love to hear it Perfect. we'd love to hear it yep. we'll accountable. yeah definitely definitely absolutely i would love to share it i'd love to share it i got, share a, it. I got, a, I got a good memory because that's a great way to to get yourself moving is to have people to hold you accountable. I think that's another that's right. reason why I think coaching is so incredibly powerful. Somebody yeah. in your corner to help get you where you want to go. A place that you decide for yourself with someone there to to really cheer you on and, and ask you those difficult questions along the way. Totally. Travis Barton, travisbartonlife.com. Yes. 
That's How it. else can folks find you? I will make sure to post all the connects in the show notes, but where do you show up? You're yeah. an Instagram guy. All over social media, really. <laughs> uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, more so than others. Um, Instagram's at Trav Barton. Facebook, you just find me. Yeah, so I'll put all that good stuff in the notes so people can and say you. hi and let me know what your biggest insight was from today's conversation. I'd love to hear it. Yes, that's one of your favorite questions, and it's good and it's different. Yeah. Different answer every time. But this is what does this do? It helps you metabolize, right? You didn't just read it or listen and just put it away. You kind of you're you're allowed to. I'm asking you to participate. Yeah. What was your important. biggest insight from today? Man, you nobody's asking that COVID question yet. Uh, in what I think of the whole 2020 dumpster fire. And that was really liberating to kind of say that because I've been thinking about it and I'm going, man, it was really, there's potential to look at for us to look at this in a very positive way. And that was pretty awesome. Just talking about that. I was, I'm seeing it more that way now than I would, did before this call. Even I might go on, I might go on a live tirade after this now. I don't know. Do no. it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to beat you to the punch. My biggest insight I love, I love hearing this from a man's perspective. I think you just shine a wonderful light on being adventurous, being empathetic, be challenging the status quo. You do that with how you live and how you show up for your clients. And so I just, I always enjoy talking because I get so Yeah, it's true. Day. It's very true. And I, I love how you show up and what you share and that you're, that you let your spirit and your, your soft side come through. I think there's a lot people can learn from that. Beautiful. Thanks Beautiful. for spending time with me. Well, thank you for having me on. That was so much fun. You oh my gosh. Energy. It's just so good. We gotta go Isn't have a beer. It great? So I love it. <laughs> Tell your friends. Trap work is the best. Stop shooting yourself is the best. Tell everyone right. you know. From California to the basements of Iowa, we're killing it over here. That's right. And everybody stop shooting yourself. Yeah. There you go. It doesn't get any better than that. That's it. <laughs> Thanks so much, sir. All right, rock star. We'll, we'll talk see you soon. Bye bye. That was a really fun episode. Don't forget to let us know what insights you got from today's episode. That's your call to action. My VP of listener relations, my Wheaton Terrier Hank, will also be following up with you guys to see what you thought of it and what your what your thoughts are on the show as a whole. In the meantime, until our next episode, don't forget the three things. Share the show with everyone you know. Sign up for my emails at heyjill.com because who doesn't love more Jill in their inbox? Whoop, whoop. And number three, follow me on social, friends. Yep, you guessed it. Stop shooting yourself. <laughs>